Our tithes and offering, we're going to pray over this. As we pray over this, we're going to uh, also pray for uh, Pastor Jeff, uh, you know, and, and just the, the, the heaviness that's upon him. And we're going to pray for uh, just everything that's going on in the Ukraine and ask the Lord to bless that. So, so Father, we, we bow our hearts, our minds, and our souls to you as, as we uh, just come to you this morning and ask you to touch the offering, dear Father. Lord, you met us at our, at our financial goals time and time again, even through this pandemic, God. You've been so good. You've been so generous, dear Father. And you've not only us, dear Father, but you've, you've helped us go above and beyond in our harvest project. You've helped us uh, throughout the Joseph Fund be able to touch individuals and to be able to give out to them, dear Father. Lord, you just do not know how not to be a good, good father to your sons and daughters, your children here. And Father, uh, you're not a respecter of persons. You're, you're the one that respects and loves the ones that calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, Lord. And we're just, we're just so pleased, Lord, that you make it easy for us, God. So lead and guide us this morning, dear God. And we, we pray for Pastor Jeff as his feet walks, Lord, through that Congo and those different uh, little areas of the country, Lord. That you'd be with him and you'd bless him and you'd, you'd guide him, Lord, all the days, dear Father, that he's there. Strengthen his body, Lord. Strengthen his mind, Lord. Strengthen his heart, dear Lord, as he, as he pours out, dear Father, to the, to the different uh, age groups and different people. And Lord, uh, he gets to speak on how to be a good pastor. What, what are the good qualities of a good pastor, Lord? Give him, dear God, the words, dear Father, straight from the throne room. We pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, so this morning, uh, I get to talk to you about uh, something that the Lord's had on my heart for a while. And, uh, and I kept wondering why he had this on my heart for, for such a long time. But So Easter's coming. There's a lot of, if you look on the calendar, there's a lot of uh, different weeks and, you know, Good Friday and the different days. And, but what's this all mean at the end? It all culminates here at the, the end is Easter, which when you look for what does Easter really mean, you don't find a lot. You know, uh, Easter used to be a word where they says, hey, that, that troop, they went Easter way. They went to the east. Uh, so that wasn't really what I was looking for. Uh, so then I, you know, I, I went to, to the biblical sites and, you know, a lot of, a lot of that was, well, Easter wasn't really a, a word used a lot in the biblical uh, back in the day when Jesus was crucified. Uh, Easter really wasn't a word. You'll find Easter in the King James Version of the Bible, uh, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, uh, and then you'll see where some of the other Bibles pulled that word Easter back, and they, they began to call Easter Passover, or Resurrection, because Easter, if you look deep, deep into the past, has some, can have some pagan uh, attachments to it. Now, when we talk about it in this context, we're not talking about pagan context. We're not talking about that. Rabbits, even though that's associated with it, our kids know it from that. Our culture knows it from that. 
Everybody kind of knows about the time of year and what's gone on. Uh, but there is a road to Easter. Uh, and by the way, I'm, I'm Bert. I'm one of the associates here. Uh, I get to fill in uh, from time to time, and I, I do enjoy that, so uh, bear with me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not near the eloquent speakers that we normally have, but the Lord, the Lord has a way that uh, he likes to speak through me as well, so I like that. So, uh, so I'm going to move some, shuffle some papers here for a minute, so bear with me. So as I talk today, I'm not, I'm not going to go into a deep, deep teaching or anything. I'm going to do more talking. And I'm probably going to bring up as many, if not more, questions than I will answers for you. And see, that really doesn't bother me, because if you have the question, normally people will go seek the answer for themselves. Normally people will go uh, study. They will go find out uh, uh, but maybe we can discover some things together as I'm talking up here and as, you, as you're processing, and I can process out loud also this road to Easter. Uh, but the road to Easter, where did it start? That's going to be one of the questions I'm going to ask you. And in, in your bulletin, there was a little note page if you want to take notes, and some of you have your books that you fill out, and some of you have your phone. Uh, but the road to Easter, did it start as Adam and Eve were escorted out of the garden? Did it start, did Jesus have the, did God and Jesus have the plan well before? And did it start somewhere else on the way through? Did Easter, the road to Easter, the road to resurrection, the road to your salvation, okay? Let's, let's break it down any way you want to hang on to it this morning, okay? I'm calling it the road to Easter. But you may want to call it, hey, that's how I, I got to me and Jesus having a face-to-face. And that's where I really want, want you to go. When did that road, when did that road inter, intersect with you in your life? So the road to Easter... Could be from the, the moment of creation to when Jesus died on that cross, was, was buried, and he rose again on the third day. There's a roadway there through history. Uh, and we're going to explore some of the different questions on the way through of where uh, it could have came. You have my next slide, guys? Okay, so in Acts 12, 1, we're, I'm going to show you the one time that the King James Version talked about Easter in there, okay? So now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to back certain of the church. Am I, am I reading? The, yeah. I want to make sure I had the same uh, version. And he killed James, the brother John, with the sword. Yes, and it is a sword, okay? <laughs> we go around and around and around about this. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four quaternion of soldiers 
to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So that's the, that's the translation of Easter. Now, New King, New King James Version struck Easter from their scriptures, and they inserted Passover there. So Passover was the meal that Jesus had with his disciples the, the night before he went to the garden. And uh, so they inter, inter, you know, interjected that word there because uh, you know how scholars must get. I, I could only imagine what goes on at some of those, those tables and the, the, the octaves would get a little, little loud in that room, I'm sure. Lively discussions, so to speak. Uh, and then you could also go, uh, he intended after resurrection to bring him forth uh, to the people. And uh, so you, you choose whatever word you want to put in there. I just want you to know that at one point Easter was in there. Uh, we're not trying to push anything outside of that. So if Easter is not the, trans, the translation of the events we want to refer to, let's talk about the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We all agree with that? Can you all, can you all find ground to hang on to on the way through this conversation and these questions? That's, that's really what I'm, I'm after. Uh, so for some, this may be the road to resurrections. So where did that road begin? And where did that road start? So in your bulletins, everybody get, did they, everybody get a bulletin that wanted one? And in those bulletins, there's a little, a little picture there. And uh, if you didn't get one of these pictures, you didn't get a bulletin, I got a few ushers, I'll hand them out. Anybody that doesn't read, raise your hand if you didn't get one of these pictures. This was the coolest. Everybody got one. Okay. This was the coolest little tool, uh, and it reads, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. I was preparing the other day, and I ran across this. And this is a picture of Joseph working in the wood shop. And down on the floor is the picture of Jesus as a little boy. And... He's playing with the spikes, and he's standing on the cross. And the significance of, of, uh, of what this, this, this picture even said, just for a, for a father's heart, for a grandfather's heart, I just, when this picture came across, uh, it was pitiful. The dust must have been flying horrendous in my office. I had, I had tears that just, just fell from my eyes. What a picture of the Lamb of God who is, who, who is just walking out his mission as the Father had called him. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful uh, representation of What's going on there? Joseph, not sure, had a clue what was going on. You know, there was such a mission of such secretness going on there for many years. And uh, so many, and Jesus, deep in his heart, knew. 
that little that little that little boy, that little baby, fully man, fully God. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So did it did it start? Did the road to resurrection or Easter start with the, this little fella right here in the in the image of the cross on a sunny day with his fa- in his father's workshop? Now we've got to fill in a lot of the a lot of the spaces. The Bible doesn't say that baby Jesus was on the floor playing in the shop. No, we we get the Lord allows us to use our our imagination that he gave us as a gift to do this. And there's so many more images like this. If you look up the, the Lamb of God in, on images, holy smoke, some of them will scare you to death. They are, they are horrifying. Some of them are, are quite cute. Some of them are the fuzzy-faced little lambs, you know, the little white guys that are uh, running around. Uh, but this in here, uh, as it came up, struck me. And uh, this, this particular image was, a, was an ad for Hobby Lobby. Uh, so that's really where that, that image came from. So, so a, a company that loves the Lord and, and gives back uh, to the Lord. Uh, if you read the very bottom of your thing, there's a, it tells you where you can even get a, a digital Bible. It tells you... Uh, more of the plan of salvation and how to get there. I mean, they, they did an excellent job of advertising there on the way through uh, as they went. So did, did the road start with Adam and Eve as they are created in the garden? Did the, did the Lord know, did our God Almighty know that uh, the road would start there? Or maybe as they were escorted out of the garden, could have started with Abraham, the father of many nations. Could it possibly have started there? Did the road start with the deliverance of the children of Israel? You know, the Lord was actually setting them free. He, uh, he did many miracles to get them and move them along. Uh, he, he was just with them day and night. And uh, uh, it was quite a road for those to come in. Even the, even the strangers that came in the land could, could move through and become a part of uh, if, if they wanted to. Does the road begin as the angel comes down and talks to Mary about the immaculate conception? So the road may have started in any of those uh, there along the way. Could, it, could the road have started when Jesus started his public uh, ministry? Or... Was it Jesus' death on the cross for the remission of our sin? Did the road start there? Kind of solemn, ain't it? You guys aren't. You guys uh, kind of expressionless with the light glaring in me in my eyes and the heat up here in my dry mouth because, huh, Lord, am I, am I hitting all bases? Uh... And then let me read you Matthew 28, the next, is it the next one, guys? Yeah, Matthew 28. Uh, Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, 
Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. So Jesus has already been crucified. He's already been uh, abused and used and, and thrown into the tomb as dead. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door. And he sat on it. I mean, what a bunch of fun-loving angels. I mean, I'm going to hang out here and see who shows up. I'm going to hang out here and just see who comes by. And of course, as you know, there's a couple guards <laughs> sitting down there. They had uh, just, just uh, had a hoopla time the day before. Hey, is this guy, this guy that says he's the God, the living Christ, he's going to rise again and all. And look, we got him in there. And all at once he sees this being that has to terrify the, you know, their hearts have to be wondering if they're going to beat again. And, and the angel comes and he sits on the, the, the rock there, the stone. And uh, his countenance, the angel's countenance was like lightning. And his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. They were in such shock. You want to talk about trauma in your life. If, if, we, if we wanted to send a, a couple of guards off to trauma to get them some help, there would be a couple that would, uh, uh, there ain't a CSAT in the country that could probably walk them through that until they, they'd come to the, the scriptures and make sense of that. But, the, but the, angel, the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here for he is risen. And he said. See so Jesus already knew they were going to come. He was already ahead of the game. And he had a message for him, And he left the angel. Hey you, you hang around down here. And when them, when them ladies come. Uh, you, up and, you up and this is what I want you to tell them. Uh, and he is not here, and he is written, he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There will you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' words. So we got these women that are running off, they're going, what does this mean? Did somebody steal Jesus? Is this another story? Is this something that uh, somebody's trying to pull something over on us? And so then, uh, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Again, Jesus is covering the bases. These women who are so faithful through his life, he, he came and, and they, he showed himself, and they wrapped themselves and worshiped at his feet. Oh, if they, if, just think, they did not want him to go again. Jesus, you finally came back. Why would you leave us? I mean, 
I can just hear I can just hear their their brains spinning as they're trying to get him to hang out with them longer, walk with them to the disciples. Why don't you just uh, the women ha- could have had a plan together and and just like that. So uh, then the the soldiers are bribed. I didn't put that piece in there because uh, because the soldiers go back. They're telling the story. And they were bought off. They, t- they told them to keep their mouth shut. And, and so they did. They made up a story. Uh, now, while the women were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city. No, that's, that's not what I wanted to say. So then the, and then the, 11, the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had appointed to them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some still doubted. Some still had, what if? Some still, they weren't sure that this is what was going down, even though he had clearly told them that this was what was going to happen. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to do, observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that, that same message, the Great Commission, was also given to us today at Newsaw. I don't know if you guys look at that that way or not. The same words that were given to disciples many years ago is also given to us today. The 11 disciples, they went in and Jesus came and spoke to them. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And I think we as a body, as a church, have been doing that. We, our pastor's over doing that right now, strengthening the, the disciples and the, those baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We do that. Teaching them to, do, to observe all things that I have commanded you. And you come here on a weekly basis. You do your self-feeding when you, when you download a sermon or, or a teaching. And uh, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that same Jesus that come up out of that tomb says, Lo, I'm with you today, April the 3rd, 2022, at Newsong. Got a few of you that believe that. See, if, if you don't believe that, you need to go back and, and figure out where, where the disconnect is for yourself. Lo, I am with you here today. Follow my commands. And with that, if you, if you go from here and go branch out into the scripture, you're going to find many promises for you because of that belief today. You're going to find out that, that God has given you that, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. That Holy Spirit, the minute Jesus died on that cross, that Holy Spirit, has become part of his plan to be within us. Not just to come visit us, but to inhabit us 
So we, we have a guide within us night and day, 24-7, that we can call upon, that we can, that we can cry out to, that we can ask questions of, that we can let comfort us, that we can take when we go into places where we need to comfort. There's so many, so many ways the Holy Spirit wants to be active but he also wants, wants us to invite him into these things as well. So this is just one of the, one of the uh, accounts of the gospel of uh, Jesus and, and the ladies finding him at the tomb, the angel coming down. You can also find that in Mark 16, 120, Luke 24, 1 through 49, and John 21 through 21. You can find many accounts of, uh, of uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it may be worth our time this morning to consider that for some, the road to resurrection, Easter, may have its beginning at the time of your belief in Jesus Christ and his saving power. Could that be where you first encountered the road to resurrection? See, because it, it's great to put a time, a beginning. It's good to have that and, and archive that in your mind and your heart. And then have the archive of what is Easter about? What, is, what are the weeks? What are the days? What are the events leading up to that day of resurrection? Or do we just get to Easter? We come to church. And I, I did this for many years. I came to church on Easter. I was waiting for the pastor to give me an Easter sermon of some sort. Uh, I was waiting to go home and we'd have this ham or turkey or something great dinner planned out for the family or friends that were coming over. The kids might get in, uh, they might get uh, baskets, they might go out and hunt eggs, they might do any of these things. And, and I knew that Jesus rose that day, but that was kind of it. Is that, is that it? Is there more? Do you want to make more of this season? Do you want to investigate this time and what Jesus may have been going through? The, uh, the show, The Crucifixion of Jesus, as it went through, I, anybody know the name of that show that was... The what? Passion. The passion. Thank you. Uh, what a stirring, stirring movie to watch. Now, they, they, they used the bones of what the scripture said. And they filled in as, as you have to do because we don't have every detail that happened. But the, the abuse that they put upon our Lord that day the, the, the fatigue and the, uh, everything they put him through and then, they, and then they put this heavy cross upon him and he's bleeding and he's fallen. And there's just my, as I sit and I ponder these, this weeks leading up to Easter, my mind just begins to go wild. And I ask these questions to the Lord. Maybe you're not, maybe you're not so inclined to ask questions, but I... I'd, I'd ask you to ask the Holy Spirit other questions that I want answered. 
I asked one of them here a couple years ago, Holy Spirit, when Jesus fell and he was bleeding and this blood splattered and got on people because he was crowded. They crowded him. They, they pushed in. Did those people walk away whole? Did that, did that blood that was shed for them, did it impact? I believe it did. But I don't have that whole story yet. But someday I will have that story. Jesus, when they, when they pulled the man out of the crowd to crawl in and help him with the cross. Wow. And, you're, and you put your arm around him. And you sweat on him. And he, he sweat on you. And, and the blood that transferred and all. Did this man walk away? Did he ever have any more problems, Lord? See, God lets nothing that you do for him go, not go rewarded. God is a generous God. God is a merciful God. God is a loving God. And can you imagine if, if you were bearing the weight of this? You just think of the conversation you may be having with our Savior at that moment. You don't deserve this, Lord. I, I deserve this more than you do. Would I have had that sense about me or would I have been a complainant? See, those are the types of questions as I ponder this week. Does it make a difference? Probably not. But does it let me feel? Does it let me know? Does it let me experience what our Savior did on that day? I, lo I love, you know, after, after the, the dinner that Jesus had in the upper room, he went out to the garden and, uh, you know, he had his, his buddies over with him who were exhausted. And, uh, and he goes, Father, If this can pass, wow, that'd have been me. God, are you sure this is a good plan? Is this the best we could come up with? I know that sounds so, oh man, Bert, you're, you're really treading on the script. No, I'm being fully human here as a man. God, I need, I, I need to know that I know that I know that this is the plan and it's going to work. And God says, I'm going to turn my, turn my head from you for a moment, son. And when it's over, then we'll never be separated again. And that's what God told me when I got in the shadow of that cross. You go back to the little, the little guy on the cross. That's, that's in the shadow of that cross when I, when I found myself there. Jesus says, You've made it. You'll never, you'll never have to. You're going to have test, trial, and tribulations. But man can't. What can man do to your body? What can man do to you? For I have you covered there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to. I wonder what's going through the little dude's head right there and right now. You know? I got a curiosity that just is, 
is insatiable to try to satisfy. I want to know. And so I have these conversations with God. Early this morning, I don't know, I woke up about 2.30 and I'm sitting out there in my chair and praying and asking God. I'm going, God, is this the message you want me to bring? It doesn't sound overly exciting. He says, my road, the, the road my son walked, from, from the beginning of time till he died on the cross, isn't exciting enough for you, Bert? God, forgive me. God, forgive me. See, because the whole thing that we as pastors, I think we want to do and we're we think the culture says, I'm supposed to come in here somehow and wow you. Well, I can't wow you. Nothing I say will wow you. But I pray something you see, heard, what the Holy Spirit may be imparting in this message somewhere will be the wow factor you need. Because if you're looking at me, you're seeing a, you're seeing a man that is just grateful to have found a place at the foot of that cross. I can't tell you where you're, that, that road began at the beginning of time when God called the earth into, to the time of redemption, and all the way along there, I see, I see where Jesus, the Father God, has made on-ramps onto that road for us. I ignored so much of that for so many years, and I got clear up here to God says, here's an on-ramp for you. Are you ready to come and walk with me? And that's my, my on-ramp may look different than your on-ramp. But I would like you to go and explore that on-ramp this morning. Where did you get on the road to redemption and come face-to-face with Jesus? That's what I'm asking this morning. I want you to experience that in your heart, your mind, your soul. I want you to explore that. I want you to ask that question of your children. Offer them. Don't let them just think that Easter's another holiday. Easter's just another place that we show up on a Sunday to get a good sermon. Easter's just a a you know, where we can get some candy and we can have a good meal. I don't, I don't want Christmas to be that way, neither. I, I, want, I want these things that are significant in the life of the church to be things that I and my children and my grandchildren have thought about. Have I done a good job at this? No, I haven't. Am I working at doing better with this? I absolutely am. I have a grandson that can ask me a hundred questions a day and a lot of times I just want to reach over and turn it off I mean the questions come so fast and some of them may need nothing but when he stops and he says Papa where did you first meet Jesus those are the questions that I'm, I'm fostering.
Papa, is Jesus going to take everybody home? Papa, what does Easter and Jesus and rabbits and all of this have to do? I'm going to tell you what. One of the things that uh, I so, so, so appreciate about this body is when my son's over in kids' church, my grandsons, my granddaughters are in youth, I know that, that the truth is being imparted into their hearts and their souls. And I know, I know as exhausted as, as our sister Janine can be at times, that she will give every ounce of energy she has to put into these kids. That's who she is. That's who your senior pastors are here. They, they've, they, they know where they got on that road to the resurrection. They know how they got there. They, they've met up with Jesus, and now they've partnered with him. And uh, I'm asking you to find your place on that road this morning. Partner with him and find him. Amen. All right, let's let's pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I just uh, just want to offer our hearts to you this morning, Lord. Right where they are, Lord, wherever the question may be, maybe we could see where we got on that road to redemption, Lord. Maybe we can see how what we're looking for, Lord. Even trying to find that road, some of us may not even found it yet, Lord. But Lord, wherever you find us, wherever you see us, wherever. You hear the hearts cry. Just come and meet them at that point, dear God. God, we so wonderfully, marvelously thank you for the salvation. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. Father God, I thank you that you gave your only begotten son. You watched him. You felt it. You knew it, and yet, Lord, for one such as I, dear God, you allowed it. May I, may we, may all of us, Lord, never forget that. And Lord, may we give you all praise and worship today as we go. Father, take us, lead us, and guide us today as we leave on this premises. But Lord, now let us not forget, Lord, the questions that you'd have upon our hearts. We ask this in your precious name. Amen.